Welcome to another Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Uh, Rick, um, we'll start by the uh, the cricket saga. What's uh, what's the latest on that with the uh, pay disputes? Well, it's interesting, Phil, because obviously, uh, as uh, you know, we talked about it last week, and after ten months, uh, they've eventually come to an understanding that there's going to be a new. Um, Memorandum of Agreement Between the ACA and Cricket Australia, which, in fact, should never have ever, as I mentioned last week, got to the stage it did. And without trying to take one side or the other over this issue, the fact is that the ACA, that is the Australian Cricketers Association, basically got everything uh, that they wanted. Uh, they, their major item that they were wanting all along was to have a percentage share of revenue. And for reasons best known to Cricket Australia, after the 20-year previous agreement rang out, ran out, they didn't want that to occur. But in actual fact, the reality is that the ACA have won uh, and they're getting um, a 27.5% uh, share of all forecast revenue uh, together with the 2.5, which brings it up to the 30%, uh, the 2.5s for performance pool for winnings. Uh, and this is estimated to be about $500 million, which is fantastic because it enables um, not only for the players to be well supported, but perhaps uh, it also means that at grassroots level, there's going to be a huge increase in the amount of money. The other sensational thing is that for the first time ever, uh, it includes a gender equity pay model so that the females are getting paid proportionately exactly the same as the men, which uh, has never occurred before. And in fact, um, this pay rise for the girls in women's cricket is in fact very historic because it is the greatest pay rise that women have ever received in sport in Australia. Um, but I just tend to, I don't have any against women's cricket, but um, what's the, there's not too many viewers there, is there? You know, I've seen a couple of the matches on the TV and um, wow, there's not, not much of a crowd. Well, there isn't, Phil, that's right, at, at this point in time, but I guess it's a bit like the Australian rules football thing that uh, it's got to start somewhere. And mm. uh, so uh, to support the initiative of getting girls playing cricket, um, and in fact, the same that girls playing football, uh, they need the support. It's a, I, I can see where you're coming from. You could argue, well, until they're pulling in the crowds and pulling in the revenue, you know, do they? It's a bit like our discussion over women and tennis players. But mm. uh, it's a circular argument, I think. And um, uh, in principle, I, I think they're probably on the right tram. What about um, grassroots? Will it get? Will it filter down to that? Like you know, just the local Joe Blow here playing in the under fifteens at Gawler Central or whatever. Uh, yes, indeed, there is. Uh, as I struggle to find my uh, document, uh, there is some amazing amount of money that is going to be directed towards the grassroots. Uh, I think it's something like twenty-five million dollars over the next five years. Uh, which is a pretty fair effort. So, I mean, that's what you want to hear, isn't it? I mean, um, yeah, get, let's get the, the ladies' cricket going. and uh, But more importantly, I think, grassroots. I mean, Australian cricket's probably struggled down there. 
uh, with our um, uh, you know our local teams here, Prospect and all them. I think that that district cricket, that's it. Um, I think that's struggled the last few years, hasn't it? Well, it has. And uh, I think we've mentioned before, it's an amazing game, cricket, because although it's our national sport, um, other than at test matches and now um, T20s, um, the, the crowds aren't necessarily all that much, but the television viewing is enormous. And um, so if you, t if you look at attendances, say at Shield Games or or Premier League, which used to be called district cricket, then there's hardly anyone there. Mm. But that is where your young cricketers um, are come up from. And, of course, if you don't look after that base level, then you're going to run out of cricketers in the long run. Yep. I can see where you're coming from there, that's for sure. So, yep. uh, um, Speaking of um, uh, crowds, um, I believe you got just a little bit of a joke on the... On the crowd at the uh, county match the other day, Rick. Yes, I did. I don't know whether you heard about no. the uh, announcer at the county cricket. He came on uh, the microphone and said, uh, for the sake uh, and benefit of the players, here are the names of the spectators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably how it is over there too. I mean, the Shield games are a bit the same here, aren't they? Well, so, they are. They, they are. So. I... Um, you know, and that's why I think the development of Glenelg Oval was a very important thing because the cost of opening Adelaide Oval for mm. 150 people to look at it is ginormous. Although, of course, as a first-class cricketer, you want to be playing on first-class grounds. But yeah, uh, no, I can see your point. I mean, um, when I back when I was umpiring some tennis, us boys that were interested in the cricket, we'd go across and see the last session of the Shield game. We'd just walk through the toilets here. You could walk straight through from the tennis centre. And, we a couple of the times I must have thought, where'd that big crowd come? There was, you know, sort of ten of us there. But um, yes, it's one of those things where, except for the one-day form of the game, in you know the fifty-over game or the T Twenty, uh, cricket being a four-day game, it it's played during work hours for mm. the majority of the game, and so uh, it's understandable that the crowds are going to be. Uh, poor. It's only sort of people in a sort of semi-retirement state that can probably afford to go, Phil. Well, they don't even um, televise the Shield games, do they, anymore on the TV? I used to come out, I remember going home from work and you'd watch the last session of the Shield game, uh, South Australia versus Victoria or something, and you'd go and watch the last... I used to quite like that, but I don't think they even televise that anymore. No, I don't think they do. What they do is that if you've got a computer, you can watch it live online, oh, but right. it's, yep. it's, it's not yeah, going through the yep. te television yep. channel. So Fair enough. There you uh, go. That's the way it is. So what else have you got for um, us? Did you see our old friend this week? He's, no. He's made, made the news again. Nick Curios. Not Nick. What's, yes. he, what's he done now? Well, he was sitting there between the uh, between the games there and he looked across to his mum was in the crowd believe it or not um and he didn't want to play anymore he said oh, I don't want to play and she said why and about, are you serious I'm serious and about three games later or uh, that could be you know it's around that mark he's he's given it in he has forfeited again uh, so there, I mean there's got to be something done between him and Tomic I mean that's just a joke now well it's 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 probably more than a joke because uh, not that um, betting should control professional sport, but just imagine if you'd invested uh, at some odds on on him or whoever else making a certain round and they decide that they don't want to play any longer. And if that's not a form of throwing the towel in and, and well, I don't know whether you technically call it cheating, but it's certainly not giving your best effort, then... Um, he's got to be suspended or... It'd be called tanking, basically, wouldn't it? Like, you just, 
you know, you're not going through with it. Are you? Exactly. You know? But anyway, we won't get on to him too much. No. That's enough no, of him because he shouldn't probably be in in the uh, spotlight. Well, that's very true. So we'll just um, have a look at the uh, local footy. All right, yes. A um, couple upsets, I believe, last week. I, I tipped, and I think you did too, we both tipped Tanunda to beat Freeling. We were mm. both at that game and probably saw a disappointing Tanunda, didn't we? Well, yes, I think we saw a combination. We saw a disappointing Tanunda and a very impressive, at least, first half or at least second quarter from Freeling, who, uh, uh, in a very low-scoring game, um, the game pulled the game apart. And it basically, although it was, uh, they went from a couple of goals down in the, at the end of the first quarter to, uh, and then three goals down because uh, Tanunda scored one early in the second term, to uh, getting four or five in a row, and they never looked back from there. That was Tanunda's last goal, too. It was. Yeah, they only kicked four for the day. Yep. So, um, Did not well, score a goal in the second half. Well, their season is gone. Yes, I think um, so. They've got a hard run home. I just looked it up here, and um, uh, they had Barossa at Tanunda this week. Well, we can't tip against Barossa, can we? No, no way. Um, and then on Freeling's side, well, they got South at South, which tough gig at Very, South. Yep, South have got a lot to play for. I mean, Freeling have as well, but I was speaking to the Freeling coach who basically is reasonably happy with the progress they've made this year, but he's almost conceded that their chances of making the four are What would pretty, his name be? Uh, um, Dutch D. Dutch, Dutsky, that's his name. <laughs> Just had to test it on right, that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, so we both sort of go for South there. Newry in Central be a cracker. Well, yeah. I mean, in theory, Newry have got a huge amount to play for because they can still make the four. I think Central have uh, uh, just out of contention. I, I'd definitely go for Newry. Yeah, Newry. Um, they will be in the four this week. I think it will be short-lived because I think uh, as we look at the draw, Williston will make that four spot up, I believe. Right. And the last game, our friends from Anguston versus Capunda. Well, I, I seem to not have a lot of great thoughts about Anguston, and so far I've been spot on, uh, <laughs> Kapunda by plenty. Yep, no, that's fair enough. Now listen, umpire Phil, while we're on the footy, tell me about the Dangerfield tackle and his suspension. Oh, you know, this is a sore point with me. I'm a Dangerfield fan uh, for no reason other than I reckon he's just a great footballer. I'm not a Crow supporter by any means either, you know, when he was there, but... Um, I mean, he has caught Cruiser, no uncertain terms, holding the ball. And yes, he's hit his head on the ground, misfortune, accident, whatever you want to call it. And now he's virtually done his dash with the Brownlow. I just don't go with it. Well, yeah, I mean, that probably sounds very much like an umpire's point of view to me, Phil. I, you know, the guy's actually rendered unconscious. He's missed the entire game. Um... Dangerfield has pinned his arms beside his body so that he couldn't protect himself in the fall to the ground. And, you know, I go, I will admit that looking at it, it, it I, I don't think um, Dangerfield probably intended for the injury to occur. However, uh, if you abide by the letter of the law, then I don't think there was any choice. Yeah, but I don't like the letter of the law. <laughs> well, um, I really don't. I just... I mean, that happens in a split second. Yes, he had his arms pinned. Almost the perfect tackle. Almost the perfect tackle. Yep. Um, unfortunately, bang, he's hit his head. Yeah, no, I, I don't like it. Actually, I, I would agree that up until the time that they've rewritten the rules, I would agree 
totally with what you just said. It was the perfect tackle. Except the trouble is that they change the rules in Aussie rules more often than we have hot dinners. And it so happens that the rule now concerning tackling and, and players being thrown to the ground, I mean, I'm sure it's all designed for an occupational health and safety issue that we're, or the AFL are what really worried about um, um, concussion and long-term injury. Uh, but I, I think, to be honest, they had no choice but to do what they did in terms of um, the way the, the rules are. Yeah, I can see that side of it too. Uh, I noticed Cruiser has been named this week, whether he plays or not. Um, that's another thing. But he has been named. I mean, Dangerfield's got no medal to, you know, go well, it's for. it's gone. Yes, it's that's gone. gone. And if Cruiser plays this week, well, I, I mean, that just makes that rule a bigger joke. Uh, yeah, oh, as far as I'm Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the decision that uh, Dangerfield and Geelong made is, is very, very, very uh, good in that uh, team comes first. Uh, there's no I in team, and um, a brown no medal would be nice, but um, he, at least he's got one already. Well, I mean, and he spoke well um, during the week and, and accepted what they gave him and didn't, um, you know, contest it or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, pat on the back to Paddy. You know, he's taken it, you know, well. So um, just while we're on the footy this week, I, I've been meaning to start for a couple of weeks, and I, I won't harp on it, but... Um, I got a little bit of an interview this afternoon with a local couple of local papers. Oh yes, um, probably just created. I guess it's probably a bit of history within the the local footy ranks. And um, I was lucky enough to umpire a young lad last week in the under nines, and um, I set it up to make sure that I could do it. I'd umpired his his grandpa, his dad, and now young Elliot Elliot Jasper. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Kieran, the the grandpa, he had a massive heart attack a couple of years ago. He was a lovely guy too. And young Chris is still playing um, for Anguston. And uh, Chris and Kieran are both male medalists in the Bross and Light League. So uh, well, that really hopefully is Elliot a... can, you know, take on another male medal. Well, that is a fantastic piece of history. And uh, that I don't think there'd be too many umpires around who'd be able to claim that. That's I well don't done, think Phil. so. Thanks. Yeah, anyway, well, I guess we'd better uh, uh, close up. But uh, just before we go, Phil, did you hear about... Uh, uh, the uh, captain of the footy team, as he was walking off the ground, they'd actually been, he'd, they'd received a pretty raw end of the decisions. And uh, anyway, oh, the captain. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, as as they were walking off the ground, the captain looked over at the umpire and smiled at him and said to them, "You know, it was a good game. Too bad that you didn't get to see it." <laughs> I think you've said that one for my benefit, didn't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. All right, this has been good fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. This is Rick Drewer. This is Phil Fechner.